Cause all the people I truly serve Salmons, this is Year Zero. Today, I have Berto from Ghost Jail. Berto is a musician and a producer of the once-a-month released Ghost Jail. We uh, just have a casual conversation, talk about Ghost Jail, talk about the environment around us, why it is that people are attracted to Ghost Jail. In the type of people that it is attracting and how even though Berto is anti-political, he is attracting a lot of people that are involved in the political. As always, RyanBunting.com for all of your graphic design needs that go to RyanBunting.com. Ryan Bunting is a great anarcho-capitalist and libertarian. He's also a great graphic designer. Go to RyanBunting.com for all of your graphic design needs. And thank you, Tom Burton, for the music. One quick aside that is going to be newly advertised for the show is my wife and I are expanding her virtual assistant business. We are doing this in order to bring more clientele for her and put me in a position where I can come home and work. So if you know anybody who has administrative work done, but can't afford or has no need for a full-time administrator, get a hold of my, me at Tommy at gmail.com. That's Tommy at gmail.com. You can email me and we can schedule a consultation in which we will talk to uh, the small business owner that is looking for an administrator and we can see if we are all a good fit. So that is some exciting news moving forward. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, I am here with Berto from Ghost Jail. What's going on, man? Uh-oh. Did it, it cut out? There you go. I can hear you. <laughs> Um, hey. Yeah, we, we got we got the gremlins fucking with us today. Yep. Um, so what am I... You want me to introduce myself or something? Yeah, we can get to that. Go ahead. Sure. So I'm Birdo. Uh, make a podcast called Ghost Jail. Uh, it's kind of like an audio zine where I kind of make music and it's like pick a topic every month and... Uh, to music, just like stitch it together into some kind of thing. <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it, but yeah, it's me and a it, couple it's buddies. Fucking uh, tripped out. That's how you describe it. It's fucking tripped out. <laughs> me and a couple buddies. A guy named uh, Dust Breeder. A guy named Illich. A guy named Classman. You can find them all on Twitter on my page if you. Look at my bio. So, yeah, that's basically the uh, general plug. 
Well, I want to talk about it. I want to, I want to, cause I, I thought I have a lot of listeners that, that listen to ghost jail and, do and you? yes, I do actually. So I was like, well, the, you had, you had commented to, to Thad about wanting him to come on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I saw that like right at the same time he did. And so I clicked on your podcast to see what was going on. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and I listened to probably about five minutes of it. I come back and I went to say something and ask, well, what, what, wait, what the fuck is this? And, <laughs> and dad goes, I don't get it. All I hear is a bunch of fucking music. And I was like, okay, thank you. I don't get it either. And I guess it's because <laughs> we're, we're old fucking men, I guess. And I guess that's all it is. But, but I did, I have listened to a couple of episodes since then. Because I'm like, uh, everybody I know really likes this. So it's like, uh, okay, I got I to gotta figure out what it is about this that everybody likes so much. So when y'all were coming up with this concept, wh- how, did this, how did this come about? How did y'all come up with this idea? Um, I was, I just um, emailed a couple buddies that I knew from Twitter and was like, we should do... It's based on, uh, you know, Joe Frank? No. So Joe Frank uh, is this guy who, he had like a a podcast on NPR. I don't know what, what, what station he was on, but I would listen to NPR and he would just come on sometimes. And I just, it was like kind of college radio-ish. It was like, uh, it was all just music and him telling weird stories in a, in like a smoky voice and just like, just like being all jazzy or something. I don't really know how to describe it. It, it's just this, it was like experimental radio kind of. And, and I just love the concept of like raping people's ears with, (laughs) with just weird shit on a normal radio station that you'd expect to hear. Like, the news on or something, you know? Yeah. And no, go ahead. Yeah. He would just have, he would have music and, and monologues basically. That was the whole deal. And, and sometimes like phone calls and sometimes just really bizarre clips of audio, someone talking and yeah, it was cool. So, so that was the main influence. Uh, and then like, we just, you like added our sensibilities to it, which is like million dollar extreme. Are you familiar with Sam Hyde, million dollar extreme? No. That's a comedian who kind of got canceled or something. <laughs> he's, a, he's quite good. Uh, all, the, all the good ones get canceled. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's quite good. And then, so yeah, we just like brought our sensibilities, like that type of stuff and then just the music we listen to and yeah so i think did you say when you were on slurp gang y'all don't actually record the i guess quote unquote vocals whatever those clips y'all don't record that (laughs) y'all have other people send that in do you think i should put headphones on sorry oh that's up to you i can hear just fine you're not getting an echo or anything no. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, um, um, we get it all sent in. I just, I literally just 
message people and ask if they want to be on and tell them the topic. Uh, and they send me this solid gold. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, just a lot of talented people out there, I guess. Uh, yeah, everybody sends something different. I'm, sometimes I'll like guide it along or like say something to direct the episode, like with the war episode. Uh, I kind of, I kind of told people they could not, they could not be anti-war. <laughs> if they wanted to be ironically pro-war, they could, but that was the only rule. Yeah, it, well, what I found about that, and what I found entertaining about the anti-war one, or the war one, is is that it came across as absurd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so a lot of people I think were anti-war, but I told them not to be. <laughs> yeah, it almost came across as satire, which was to me was entertaining. Most of it was. Yeah, yeah. most of it was. And uh, and then the conspiracy one I started. I don't know, probably about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes uh, before we started here, and uh, I was I was laughing at that. I thought that one was pretty fun. And then <laughs> yeah, the, the, the on vacation. All right. I, I got to ask you about this. <laughs> What's with the redneck? Uh, which one? The one talking to his daughter. Um, talking. Oh, to oh yeah. That was the, <laughs> Dillard's, the great, powerful, eternal Dillard's on Twitter. Look him up. Uh, <laughs> I was he, like, what the fuck? <laughs> That guy's a genius, man. I don't, I don't know. He just sends me the weirdest shit. That was his character, uh, Love You Bye, uh, that he does. And I think he has a SoundCloud. I don't know how to properly uh, promote the SoundCloud, but it's in the episode description on, uh, on the On Vacation episode of Ghost Jail. But, yeah, he's <laughs> he just was talking to his daughter about uh, – he was, I don't, he was I don't I don't even know how to really describe it without Yeah, being, I like it. It was, so it was fucking like, hilarious, but at the same time it was super disturbing. Yeah, so it was a guy talking about what his daughter on vacation and how he paid for the Well, he was talking to someone, you didn't know who, and then he reveals that it's his daughter after he says all sorts of very weird shit like he might be <laughs> talking to his wife. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you get the impression he's a jilted lover, right up until, yeah, right yeah up exactly, until, exactly, right up yeah. until he says you'll always be my daughter. <laughs> it's yeah, like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, was, that was definitely hilarious. I was, I was driving whenever I heard that, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> crazy motherfucker, man. Yeah, that was funny. I I couldn't stop laughing about that. I was like, I'm definitely asking him about this crazy redneck. I don't know. He's doing a voice. So that's the same guy from uh, what the war. I don't remember his bit from the war episode. Oh, he was. Uh, you remember the Bo Bergdahl bit? Well, oh yes, yes. The yes, guy who says yes. he's Bo Bergdahl and says that he his favorite band is the band War. Yeah. That's him, yeah. Bo, <laughs> so he's Bo Bergdahl on the War episode, and then he's the the redneck on the uh, vacation one. Oh uh, yeah, the the one clip y'all y'all played a couple of actual like clips. Uh, yeah. On on War, and the one clip that y'all didn't play was the Madeline Albright. Whenever they ask her about the five hundred thousand um, 
Iraqi kids that had died. Oh, she says the price was worth it, right? Yeah, she said we, yeah. we feel the price was worth it. Yeah, that's the one yeah, clip. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's got to be in the one that you put Scott on because I know you were talking about <laughs> having, having Scott Horton. That should be Scott Horton's introduction. You should make him listen oh to that God. a thousand times in a padded room. Just like lock him up in a room and play that <laughs> clip over and over and over again and then put a mic in front of him and let him go. <laughs> Man, Scott Horton's a genius. I love Scott. Scott's a great yeah. guy. He's 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 a great guy. He's actually put me up, uh, put my podcast up at the Libertarian Institute, and uh, yeah, so he has me working with with him, and he's a he's a great dude. Yeah, he's a really smart guy. I mean, all I know him from is uh, his appearances on Dave Smith, and I think he's been on Thaddy. I just know him from that circle, you know. Yeah, he um, actually taught a course at Renegade University. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. but he has his I mean, own show, and his show is just remarkable. Yeah, I've, I've listened, and I just, like, don't I, – I can't initiate myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, know a few things, and I know that if you listen enough, you'll you'll catch start catching on, but I just don't. Yeah. I'm not, like, educated enough <laughs> about foreign policy. See. Yeah. Well, when you're out when you're out on the road like I am, um, it, you have a lot of time, you know, to to do those things and try to figure that shit out. And yeah, you listen to about ten episodes, and you you know more than the average senator. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. I bet. I can't believe how knowledgeable that guy is. I mean, like, <laughs> where does it come from? Just just studying all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's done. Uh, what's he done almost he's done over 5,500 interviews now um, with uh, with journalists that have been on the ground and just cover the stuff constantly Jesus. and that's, that's all he does is he reads about that he's written two books on it um, yeah yeah I bought his uh, fool's or no I didn't buy fool's Aaron I bought uh, the, the new one the more recent one is enough already yeah yeah enough already I bought that one uh, I have not read it yet but I will yeah it's it's really good um, I haven't, I mean, I've gotten like three chapters into it, but, um, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading, I read it when I'm at home and then I read another one when I'm here on, out here on the road. Nice. <laughs> then, I, then I listen to audio books while I'm driving and, you know, it's like, nice, man. <laughs> I'm dumping more information in my head than I could probably contain. I've, I've had to stop. I've stopped at the end of some days and just like had like blurry vision and like, okay, yeah. I, I, I hit overload today. Like I, I can't do that's anything. So that's what's so beautiful about the like podcasting stuff is that you can, I mean, like you really can just like dump, learn about, I mean, if you listen to the right ones, you can, you can get like, you know, artistic edification from some, you can get like, you can kind of get everything. It's, it's really cool that what's happened with podcasts. Yeah. I, I think they get a bad rap sometimes. Because people just like hear the word and they're like turned off sometimes. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Well, because everybody and their mother has a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, the way I look at it is like you have what basically three, three major cable news channels, right? Yep. If you look at the amount of podcasts out there, you can find one that's right for you. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to every one of them. I, I mean, like I have a lot of friends in the podcast world and I'll check out their podcasts every once in a while, but we all know 
we don't have time to listen to every podcast we want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have to prioritize, you know, but I mean, podcasters aren't podcasting for other podcasters, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so. Yeah. You're, I'm a podcaster's podcaster. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a, um, you're a rave podcaster. Yeah, I think so. You yeah. like, uh, I get, I get, I think I, we were, you and I were actually talking about it. Like you should put on a rave and like play like live performances. Yeah. I've like, I've been thinking about doing that at like, uh, not like a rave necessarily, but just like a weird live performance with stuff that we've made or like kind of live mixing the, mm -hmm. this music that we made and like, and just having people read stories over and do like a similar thing to what we do uh, on the show. But it's really hard, like the logistically to figure out how to, how to do that, especially when we're all in different places, Yeah, you know, all the creators of the show. So yeah. eventually. Yeah. But it's, it's actually, it's really cool. Like it's not, it, it, it's not, I can't say it would, it's something that I could listen to every week, but that's perfect because y'all release it once a month and yeah, you know, in a month I can, I can get through it. You know, I can go 15 minutes listening to it, just chilling and, and hanging out, kind of like refresh, laugh a little bit and then go on to something else and, you know, get back yeah. into an audio book or something like that. So I like that. But it really is. I think I told you it's like y'all release an album every month, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's really, really fucking hard. I think it's going to have to be like, uh, I mean, to maintain the quality, I think it's going to have to be like uh, 10 episodes and done uh, per season and then like start a season two eventually, you know, I, I think it'll have to be like, uh, you know, like a TV show, you know, yeah. and, and you can just like listen at your leisure, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine like that y'all are working right up to the very end, trying to get it all clipped together. Yeah, and and I mean, and then there's the problem of just being uh, lazy and just like I'm at the twentieth. You know, I have not nearly enough done. You know, <laughs> yeah. So and so, there's the four of y'all that that work on it or y'all just creating music? So I am a musician. Uh, three of us are musicians. Um, we have two like electronic type producers. Uh, that's me and Dust Breeder. Um, Dust Breeder will make like more high fidelity, like really nice sounding stuff. <laughs> I make like a kind of weird, if you hear any like stuff that sounds like video game music, That'll usually be me, stuff like that. It's kind of hard. We kind of overlap in styles a lot, so it's hard to tell who's who sometimes, but, you know, sometimes. And then there's uh, a guy called Classman who makes – so he hadn't – he didn't have any place to record for the first few episodes, but now that it's, like, starting at the vacation episode, mm -hmm. he, had a, he had a couple songs in the first one, but then uh, – Starting of the vacation episode, he had he had like a the equipment and the place to record. So he's uh he makes like guitar music. So if you hear like guitars, you know you know all that spacey ambient guitar music on the uh, on the 
vacation episode. Yeah. That's him. So yeah, that's that's what we do. And then uh, Dust Breeder will talk. Uh, he he'll talk over his clips, and he'll he'll like set up whole skits where he does sound effects and clips and just like his voice. And then Classman will send in clips of him talking on the topic, and then I'll incorporate those. And then like Illich is a comedian, so. <laughs> He doesn't do music, but he he sends in a lot of voice. So those are the four creators. That's okay. The center. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And then and then there's and so when y'all are when y'all are but doing for me though for me sorry it, no. I will just I usually don't talk uh, occasionally. I did the uh, ba- the kid at the summer camp with the baby voice. Uh huh. I did. I do stuff like that. I did like a woman voice for the for one episode. I don't know. I, I very rarely talk, <laughs> but I'm not a very good speaker. Yeah, I get, I'm starting to go on podcasts, and I just like I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> it's because yours is the first name on the on on the podcast. So when you when we yeah. look at the details, you're the you're the first name that pops up. So it's like all right. I, well, <laughs> I think I'm like this guy's like, podcast. I think I'm safe to say that I'm like the, I don't want to, you know, discredit the other guys, but like, I, I, I would safe to say that I'm like the editor in chief or something, you know? Yeah. I collect most of the clips. I uh, like do a lot of the, I'll like stitch the episode together and make a lot of the music, but everybody does a lot. So. Yeah, no, I, I just kind of like the central point. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's playing their role, and y'all are getting it put together, and it sounds good. The quality's great. Um, it's it's something, like I said, it's something really different, which is nice. Sometimes it kind of breaks you out of the monotony of everything else going on, and so that's yeah, there's cool. a lot of cool podcasts popping up now. It's really nice. Yeah, a lot of experimental college radio type stuff, which I love. Yeah, I I didn't I was not aware of that, but that's not really also, my you- scene. Send you some links. There's uh, one called the Isolation Chamber. There's one called uh, I forgot. Shoot, Painter Man. There's a lot of cool ones out there now. Yeah. Um, are you into music, man? Uh, well, you got a lot of tattoos. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm an old school metalhead. Yeah. From nice. A long man. time ago. Nice. Yeah. What kind? Like, drop uh, some names. Uh, well. My favorite's sludge metal. So crowbar, nice. crowbar and down. Um, I hate God. Um, goat whore. Those are just some legendary, you know, sludge metal bands. Uh, but I yeah, love, I love God. Lamb of God. Um, oh, me too, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's I like, what I know. Yeah, I like. I mean, I grew up listening to Pantera. You know, so nice, great band. Yeah, you know, Sabbath. I mean, who, who? doesn't love nice. sabbath you know so yeah I, I listen to a lot of metal usually i listen listen to music when i'm at home with the wife uh don't listen to so much when i'm out on the road so cool cool yeah i mean it's hard to like you get into podcasts and then it's like it's hard to turn the music back on sometimes you know well i used to yeah. always listen in the car yeah like i said i'm always i'm always prepping for my next podcast you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm always trying to catch up on some subject that I can 
incorporate into a podcast or or have a conversation with somebody or, or something like that. There must yeah, be yeah. there must be a dog outside or something. He's freaking out. <laughs> I uh I also was into metal actually, man. Uh I kind of came up on metal and uh was in a metal band for a while. Oh yeah. And we did a little touring and stuff and kind of quit when uh, I decided to like finally go to school and <laughs> shit. I kind of probably shouldn't have honestly, but I did. Yeah. Glad I did. Uh just because I wouldn't be here where I am now without it, but you know, the waste of money and all that. But yeah, I, I was into metal. Nice. Who were some of the yeah. bands you really liked? So I came up on like the metalcore days, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like into like between the buried and me. I like uh, them. I like them. Yeah. And like, uh, every time I die, I really like, uh, what else do I turn on? Um, Job for a Cowboy, uh, still Lamb of God. Job for a Cowboy is fucking badass. Yeah. Oh, very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Love that shit. I mean, they were good after their first album. I have to say that. After the first one, they were amazing. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of anymore, but just all sorts of shit, man. Yeah. I came up on, like, fucking the lamest metalcore, like, uh uh devil wears prada you know them i've heard of them i don't know them yeah. like the guys with the hair flip shit you know yeah they they look like you know a gothic flock of seagulls yeah exactly that type of shit <laughs> yeah that's what i kind of grew up on uh like not really grew up on that's what i started that's how i got into metal that's what i should say yeah 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 so- I, I would listen to like emo and then screamo and then you know, I slow slowly got into like fucking behemoth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah. a bad place to end, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how did you go from from metal to electronic music? Um, well, I was always into like you know, like I said, I was always into all kinds of fucking music. You know, I was always into every kind of music. So, I still am, uh, and I'm not like exclusively a electronic guy i don't listen to metal quite as much anymore but when i do do turn it on i love it of course um but yes i didn't really have any kind of trajectory that led me to electronic music it's just kind of easier to make i don't have to have a bunch of microphones i get to experiment with weird sounds It's, it's like convenient and and also kind of limitless you know yeah Okay. I didn't know if you were like a, a big like Nine Inch Nails fan and, you know, shit like that. <laughs> I never really listened to Nine Inch Nails. I do respect the man and a lot of people like him that I do respect too. I grew up, I grew up in, in their prime. I was I was in nice, high school yeah. in the 90s, so I mean, that's when nice. Nine Inch Nails was Nine Inch Nails, you know. So Yeah. I know he's a very talented fella. Yeah. Yeah. He got into electronic music too. Yeah. Like yeah. more and more. Yeah, I mean the last album I heard from from them it sounded like something you would hear at the skating rink back in the eighties and I was like, Okay, <laughs> I think I'm done with nine inch nails. <laughs> I think I'll stick with, with a downward spiral and you know, I'll just listen to that old yeah. shit, you know, wish and all that yeah. crap. 
Not familiar, man. <laughs> a lot of these go over my head. Uh, it's just the old Nine Inch Nails shit, man. For my for yeah. my old school listeners, they'll be like, "Yeah, man." Oh, gotcha. Those are albums. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really super. I don't listen to too much Nine Inch Nails, like I said, but I do respect them, and I've heard like what I've heard is very cool, but yeah. it's not something that I turn on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely. Uh, you 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 like metal? I would definitely tell you to check out the album uh, "A Downward Spiral," which is it, it's right. probably one of their heavier albums. It was really good. Good to know. Yeah, probably had their best hits on it too. Um, at least their most well-known hits, like "Head Like a." Was that Hulk. when he was? Um, was that when he was dunking on Bush? No, I think you're thinking about Ministry. No, it wasn't. I swear Min- that, Min- that Ministry else. Ministry had a whole album called New World Order, and uh, <laughs> and it was all just fucking everything every song had george uh, w bush clips in it every song huh yeah no i don't i don't think that's who i was thinking of i was i swear that what's his name uh trent reznor did a big stunt a big george bush stunt at some point he may have he may have and yeah. and everybody and was doing that yeah I, I may i may just not remember it but I know Ministry had an, their entire album that came out was just fuck George Bush like the entire album was. It was, it, but it was a good album too. It was the last good album they released, actually. Um, so George Bush did nothing wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if he was making all those decisions. So I'm not gonna. He. Ultimately, the buck's got to stop with him for some of this shit, though. <laughs> yeah, I had a one of the co- like the co-producer. Like, I would give him a co-producer credit on the War episode of Ghost Jail. Uh, this guy named Falstaff, who used to have a really great Twitter account. Uh, he's kind of I don't really know if there's even a way to promote him anymore. But um, this guy uh, kind of co-produced the episode. Is like a big Cheney stan. He loves Cheney. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know if he's. It's hard to say if he's joking or not. But like, he claims <laughs> to be completely unironically into Michael Bay and uh, Dick Cheney and George Bush and all that type of shit. Oh Lord! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I think he likes the like decadent, uh, crazy, insane war state. Like, I think he is just like a. He likes to cheer it on for fun. <laughs> he just sees it as like end times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. I mean, I guess if you're an accelerationist, I have a hard time getting over the, the innocents that have been lost. I don't think he intellectualizes it in that way i have trouble describing him (laughs) he has like a weird artistic vision for the world as like america does a final battle boss battle with china and then we turn into africa and except for with more swag (laughs) with warring warring tribes of podcasters and uh, (laughs) like that you know like soundcloud rappers with machine guns I'm just gonna I'm gonna pretend like he's joking. 
because <laughs> none of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> this sounds like a really bad not, South Park episode. I did not do it justice, but it, it is like sometimes you'll see something and you'll just think of him because it's so like on par with his vision. It's crazy. Yeah, sounds sounds like a really bad South Park episode. <laughs> that's all that's all i can every every time you start you did a really good south park episode you're describing you're describing the the podcast the the third world country podcasters and i'm just imagining the south park uh, a south park episode where they got a bunch of ethiopians walking around with like podcast gear yeah with like podcast gear but like but they're all but it's not like uh actual africans it's americans it's just the racial makeup of America, but and everyone's wearing like uh, Nikes and Jinkos. Uh, it's like the uh, the can warriors. We, can we bring of. can we bring Jinkos back for this? Yeah, Jinkos. There can be a whole group that all wears Jinkos. Jinkos, and then then you got another yeah. group that wears nothing but Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, and they all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, have you seen the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they all have like outfits and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Like uh, this, Crazy. this, this Gangs of New York remake sounds really bad. <laughs> it would be awesome, bro. <laughs> Just not in reality. Maybe it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can picture it as a satire, but that's about it. You know. Yeah. Don't let it's it. Only don't let conservative in reality. Don't let conservatives make it though. Don't don't let conservatives don't let conservatives make it. Any movie I've ever seen made by conservatives has been has been shit. Just total fucking shit. Yeah, man. See, here's a problem. Like, there's a problem with conservatives and like Christians and all these like all these people who are explicitly politically something uh, on the right. I guess I don't. It's it's not a it's not a rule but it's like often they just like try to mimic something that's real that happened organically like and make it into a right wing thing you know yeah it's and really it, it's not it's not a good thing to do <laughs> well it, it just comes across preachy and fake yeah 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 and they're they're trying to like take something and instill it with their values rather than just make something, you know? Yeah. Well, and see that this is a perfect segue of something I wanted to talk to you about because I know you don't identify as a libertarian, but you say you 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 have sympathies for libertarian. Uh, <laughs> And I don't identify as a libertarian. I consider myself an agorist. I don't know if you know what that is, but I do um, not. Okay, so this is why I don't. I, I do identify as a libertarian, actually. I guess, but but like, just in the sense of like completely superficially, like leave me the fuck alone, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. just just really, uh, bitchy. Don't bother me, shit. You know. Yeah. Well, on a base level, I'm a libertarian. Yeah, yeah, and I think most people, to an extent, are to I some de- so. to some degree. Um, yeah, but an, an agorist is a person that lives within the counter economy, right? So the the 
what you what you would consider an agoras flag would be the black and gray flag right and it and yeah. it's a represent representative of working in the black and gray markets okay oh. so so you're every so all your economic activity you're trying to keep as much of your economic activity below radar uh, and out uh, from government intervention as possible. So I don't know where you live at, but let's just say like you're driving through a small town and you see like that vegetable cart or fruit cart on the side of the road selling fruit on the side of the road. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen that, but that would I be have. that would be uh, working in the gray market. You know, those yeah. people are just they're just selling their fruits. They're not they're not claiming all that shit and paying taxes on that shit. They're just they're just yeah. selling their fruits, you know. Or like yeah. the 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 common uh, shade tree mechanic, that would be a gray market. You know, just your your buddy the you what? call the shade tree mechanic. The 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 Not buddy. Not sure what that is. All right, like let's say you have a buddy of yours that's a mechanic, right? And you call yeah. him up and say, "Hey, man, I can't afford to put this car in the shop, but it, it needs a new alternator. If I give you, you know, 150 bucks, will you come do it for me?" You know, oh, gotcha. Yeah, you and I'll saying? just like give that, you yeah, yeah, that's that's gray market. That's counter economy. Like it's just working yeah. outside of the mainstream economy. So all the good, everything right. good. Yes, and then you yeah. know what the black market is. I don't have to explain that to you. So yeah, it's like so, everybody, like everybody was that. Like my dad is that. He's a he's right. a lawyer, and he's like. He has a guy for everything, you know, and they don't, they work in cash. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so and I just, I just, I approach it from a philosophical standpoint. So I, I, I act in this way intentionally because I know what gotcha. my goal is and my goal is to live as free as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is a way that I can claim some sort of autonomy and freedom in my own life. And, yeah. and, and live my life as I see fit. So that's the point of it. I respect it. Yeah. So, but I'm just too lazy. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. When you, when you, when you are coming up with these episodes, how okay. do you, how do you come up with the ideas? Is it just like, just some random word you pull out of a hat or do you have like a big ass bulletin board with <laughs> with subject matter and you're just crossing them off as you go like how are you doing this we'll just talk about it man we'll just uh get together on like voice chat or something and just talk about it and then come out with something do you have a when you when you come up with a subject do you have a specific uh, goal in mind when when you come up with a subject Sometimes, yeah. So, with, like I said, with uh, with the first couple, um, we didn't really. Um, I kind of just like I tell everyone that that comes on the show that they're not allowed to talk about Twitter Twitter drama or like uh, or current events or anything. So that kind of keeps it from being whatever take you kind of would expect, you know? Uh, it it, take, it keeps it from being just all the same take. Uh, everybody just giving this minute and news. And that also kind of keeps it from being just something that you only listen to once. Um, but, so that's one of the goals. And then, and then just like with the specific topics, for the war episode, I didn't want it to come out 
being like if there's a very specific thing i don't want to end up happening with a topic that will probably end up that way like with war i'd probably get a bunch of guys talking about how war is bad so i told them none of them were allowed to do it you know yeah um and then with i don't know like i'm trying to think of another one i don't know like with the vacation episode i wanted to really avoid uh politics and just everything that you hear about all day every day because i wanted it to kind of like be a vacation too so i kind of told everybody that submitted that rule you know yeah. and sometimes if i got a clip if i got a recording that had too much of that in there i would tell them could you please re-record this <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> well um, that that's the answer for whether we have a goal in mind. Sometimes uh, yes, sometimes no. Yeah, no. I was just curious because what what it seems like, and whether it's intentional or not, and just what I've listened to, which I haven't listened to all your episodes, and I've only listened to the war one all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. So what it, what it feels like is happening, maybe it's organically, is you're addressing the the insane clown world culture that we live in right now without directly addressing it. And you're just Mm -hmm. kind of mocking the absurdity of everything that's going on. I guess so. I mean, yeah, that must happen organically because we don't, yeah, we've never really talked about that, but I mean, whatever you see in it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think this is why I think this is why libertarians like it. Is because libertarians are very trolly. And it oh comes, yeah, <laughs> and it, and it's got this troll feel to it. Like I think so, yeah. You know, and so it's it's all like mockery of like especially the on vacation one. I looked at this as an entire like the entire episode came across to me as like fuck your COVID and fuck your lockdowns we want to yeah, do shit of, yeah. yeah like we want to do shit leave us the fuck alone right yeah it's just like yeah <laughs> so it, it's it's almost by proxy you're engaging in culture and in in this conservation of what you see as cultural norms mm-hmm. but you're doing it in a way that's entertaining and it's not like not like this show like where it's all up in your fucking face you know Mm-hmm. And so, which I find, I find very amusing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I appreciate all that. And I, uh, I'm happy that it comes off that way. I don't, I didn't really like set out with anything in mind. I don't really set out with anything in mind, but the guys that I get to be on and, and just, I mean, I guess it's just the, the people who are on it and the, where they're, it's all these guys from Twitter, you know? <laughs> And they're all just kind of having fun, and they want to just have fun with culture instead of uh, instead of not have fun with it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but it's but but, it, but see, that's a that's an old that's an old adage: is politics is downstream from culture. So as culture hmm. changes, the politics change, right? Yeah. And so what you're doing is you're engaging in the battle on the front line without even acknowledging that you're engaging in the battle on the front line. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess so, but I mean, like, 
we kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, we didn't really want like what I, this is why I try to avoid politics in general, because if it was political, it would end up like a conservative thing. Like, like you were talking about, you know, um, it would end up like a, a try hard conservative, uh, art piece, like, uh, one of those movies you were talking about, or like, uh, something made by a conservative. And, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want it to end up that way. No, and that's why I said I think it's happening organically. I don't think it's anything. Yeah, you, like you've actually like. I didn't know if you had set out for it or if it was organic, but it seems like it's happening organically on your like part. Most of the guys, most of the guys on the, especially on the first floor. <laughs> I mean, at least uh, were Trump guys, you know. Yeah. Mostly Trump people. Well, the Trump guys we know can meme, so that's why. That's yeah. what it is. It's it's the sound <laughs> of a meme. <laughs> yeah <laughs> organic memes this is what a this is what a meme sounds like i guess so man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that i get what you're saying and and we've actually ha- kind of accidentally talked about that just because it, it came up like i mean I know that I know guys who are like setting out to uh, create culture and change the culture that way. Mm. And that does not work out. (laughs) Yeah. The only, the only person I've heard do an excellent job with that is um, my buddy, David Sanchez with Havoc. And not familiar. Okay. Well, they're, they're a metal band out of Colorado and um, yeah. And, and his lyrics are, extremely good extremely like i just want to be free so go fuck yourself but mm-hmm. the music is so fucking just old school thrashy really good nice. music they've been they've played festivals in england and you know in nice. like, colombia and all kinds of places wow. right so yeah like so they're doing a really good job with that um phil phil um from all that remains you know, he's, yeah. he's a big libertarian, Phil Labonte. And so, yep. you know, but I don't, I don't know if his, his lyrics aren't necessarily as in your face as David's are, but, mm-hmm. but no, I, I think the fact that you kind of accidentally stumbled onto it is a good thing. And, and to keep it out of your, out of your goal, don't make it your primary goal. Because it yeah. seems to be happening, whether you like it to happen or not. I mean, we the, just kind of want—we kind of just want to make like, or like, I just kind of want culture to be what it was like fucking t- ten years ago. Right. I remember it, you know. Yeah. I remember what it was. I just want like fucking dick jokes and like people to not have to think about what's going, you know, all this stuff all the time. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if that's exactly what we're achieving, but if it was, it would be great. <laughs> well, it's it's the culture of anti-politics, which is how I grew yeah. up. I was apolitical up until probably 2014, you know? Yeah, that's something I – that's one thing, like, I kind of would, like, snark, be snarky toward uh, people who are, like, super political. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the the only ones I re- but I still I don't know I like like I said the one the one group that I can uh, stand when they get political is is libertarians man <laughs> yeah because well, we're trying to 
leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah, what you so, want. I mean, the ultimate yeah. goal of a libertarian is to get the government out of our fucking lives. Like, leave yeah. us all alone, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all did a great job talking about it on, on Slurp Gang as far as, like, there are the the douchey, you know, libertarians that we all get thrown in our face and we're all like, who the fuck are you, dude? Shut up. You know? Yeah. Nobody likes a guy who would uh, identify as socially liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy tell me that. I was laughing when they were talking about that. And uh, uh, this dude told me, he goes, a libertarian is just somebody who's socially liberal and fiscally conservative. I said, no, dude, a libertarian is somebody who is socially awkward and fiscally unpopular. (laughs) That's the, that's a fact, man. (laughs) So, I mean, it's much, it's much easier to sell socialism, you know, because you don't Mm -hmm. have to be responsible, you know? So, so don't try to sell that fiscal conservatism to me. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, they, they just say we'll just give it to you or whatever. Yeah, the, exactly. Feels much better. Feels much uh, better. The best thing about recent years is that uh, the hippies converted, man. Yeah. The hippies converted. Uh, they really did. I mean, there's no way around uh, it for someone who's like a true blue, like uh, hippie type guy. You can't be a you can't be on the left anymore with that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible. Like they, they want to like have control over their bodies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hippies are living, let live. And it's just like, Whoa, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I first discovered that with, um, like Adam Kokesh. He's, he's very kind of got that hippie mentality to him. Yeah. You know? When it's like really obvious, when they're really like obviously trying to stick you with some weird, vaccine and they're like telling you when when you can go outside and shit yeah i can't i i mean that the i don't think the hippie the fucking the goddamn goddamn uk came out a couple of weeks ago and said okay it's okay if you hug your fucking family again oh yeah fuck are you bitch (laughs) as if everybody in the fucking uk wasn't doing that the whole goddamn time i I mean 90 percent I bet some yeah. of them weren't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are some people who are crazy, but I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, everybody I know, like, was seeing their families. Well, the, these people in the UK were primed for this. And the only reason I know that is my wife lived there for a couple of years. Oh. And, she, and she said, uh, she said she remembered, and this was before anything about COVID ever came out. Like, mm-hmm. she, and she was telling me, she was like, Hey, you'll never guess. I just remembered this, the craziest shit. And I was like, what's that? She goes, they have commercials in the UK. And it, it, it'll, it'll be like public service announcement. Someone, you know, has the flu fact. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were already, yeah, man. they were already terrified of germs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> they get, I mean, I don't know why they didn't think of this earlier. The liberals to, to like just get people freaking out about germs you know 
I don't think I, I think it was because they the the culture wasn't to uh, such a point where they could have gotten away with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess they tried. I mean, there was there there was a disease every goddamn year. You yeah, know? yeah. There's always a disease. This is just the first one that worked because it was it was a good enough story. Yeah, you know? swine flu, bird flu, every yep. fucking kind of flu you can think of. Man. They got people talking, but they didn't get people doing this. You know, I never even talked about it. And see, that's why I didn't pay attention to this for shit. I didn't even pay attention to COVID. Until I walked into a tobacco store to buy fucking cigarettes, and they were like, "You got to put on a mask." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm I'm buying cigarettes. Like I give a shit about my lungs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like makes no fucking sense to me, you know. <laughs> and and so uh, that, that's whenever I really started looking at it. Like, what the fuck? Well, and that and being a trucker, I was driving across. I go to Louisiana all the time. So nice. I'm in I'm in Texas and Louisiana all the time, and so yep. it was. I would uh, I remember when they had the border shut down for pedestrian vehicles. Now they weren't fucking with us, but you would see lines of cars getting checked by state troopers. Of oh my god! People coming into Texas from Louisiana, and I was like, oh "What god. the fuck, dude? Like, what the hell is going on?" COVID I, checkpoint. I've yeah. never seen anything like that. Well, they, they did that for a few weeks and then they shut it down. They were just like, gotcha. the cops refused to even do it. The, yeah. cop, the cops just ended up napping in their car and all the, all the cars just drove past, you know, yeah. but, but they did it for a few weeks. Um, right, right. There. I guess it was in April of last year. Gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and so it was right at the peak of all the hysteria. And, yeah, uh, the cops are just like, what are we, fucking Chinese? Yeah, yeah. Or well, I'm not a fucking <laughs> doctor. What do I fucking know? You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that went on for just a few weeks. But I remember when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, what the hell is happening? But when yeah. I first heard of COVID, first thing that popped in my head was bird flu, swine flu. Like, whatever. This is going to be over yeah. a month. You know? Like, whatever. You know? Yeah. And shit here we are over a year later and they're still just trying to shove this shit down our throats that's what i thought too like uh, i thought it was just like oh yeah here's another fucking disease let's get uh whine about it for a week it might be worse than the others but it'll be gone you know like everybody will stop whining about it soon but guess not i mean it was significantly worse and i mean you know there I don't know anyone who died from swine flu, but I, I don't, I didn't hear of anyone who died of swine flu, but I heard of like, you know, my coworkers, parents died. So like from COVID. So when it gets to that, like it did get to a level where you, where you had to like, it it affected people's lives. So like people were freaking out. Yeah. It's kind of understandable that people freaked out, but I, I mean, at what cost, you know? (laughs) So much of the focus of my podcast is to point out abuses of power and how bad things have gotten and the direction in which we're heading as a society. And it can be a real black pill. I've partnered up with Richard Grove to offer my listeners an opportunity to sign up to his autonomy course. Uh, The autonomy course is designed 
for people looking for solutions, people that want to shape their own future, people that are not willing to be at the behest of large corporations or the United States government or the banking system. The autonomy course is designed for those of you who wish to have complete control of the reins of your life, who are looking to be successful, that to thrive and not just survive, to provide for your family by utilizing your existing skills and learning how to market and sell those skills in order to be your own boss or learn new skills in order to leverage that into a new career opportunity. So if there's a job out there you've been trying to get or you've been wishing you could get, but you just don't have the skills for it, the autonomy course is the place for you to start to learn how to land that position, to learn how to market yourself better, to gain confidence, and to be surrounded by a community of like-minded people that will encourage you and help you along the way. So use my affiliate links and go check out the autonomy course. It could be right for you. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I mean, you've, you've destroyed so many lives that weren't devastated by COVID. You've destroyed millions, yeah. tens of millions of lives to mm-hmm. because because 500,000 people died you know and it's like uh, okay like and then and then you look at the way these test the testing is and then then you're like okay did these people even die of covid like because the, the testing is is so flawed and everything everything that like i've talked to i, I had a respiratory therapist on my on my podcast and he said he saw firsthand people like with gunshot wounds to the head that tested positive for COVID, and they were okay. they were marked as a COVID death. Oh shit! Damn, yeah, that's crazy. It's like okay, like how many of these deaths are just bullshit? He said he knew yeah. of one one story. There's one guy that had been he had been. Uh, I lost almost all his mobility and mm-hmm. he was, he was tired of living that way. So he pulled the plug on himself and committed mm-hmm. suicide COVID and they tested him after he was dead and marked it as a COVID death because after, oh. after he was dead, he tested positive, Damn. but he showed no symptoms of COVID <laughs> prior to that. It's just like, yeah. okay, this is fucking so much, insanity. so much fucky shit was going on. There was so many, I feel like it's just something crazy, pretty crazy happened. You know, there was a crazy thing going around, a new thing that was kind of scary, you know, like a, a super flu that uh, was brand new. Uh, people freaked out and, you know, everybody tried to, <laughs> everything changed. Just like everybody was scrambling and all sorts of corruption happened, all sorts, you know, it was just so crazy. And then the government, of course, used it for whatever, you know, their well, thing that they. Well, do. and that's what that's what the sad part is. Is now, like my podcast was never intended to be focused on the political. It was intended to focus on current events, the problems that people face, like the everyday person faces, the blue collar guy faces. In mm-hmm. solutions to those problems. 
and basically yeah. like agorism and, and working outside of politics and taking yeah. care of yourself and being self-sufficient and, yeah. and, and here are, here are issues that are going around on around us that we should be aware of and we should act accordingly. But, mm. but we well, I would talk a lot about history and philosophy and theory and, and this type of stuff. And then like mm -hmm. your podcast, it, it's not, you never intended for it to be political. You're, you're like anti-political in yeah. a very, you know, intent way yet because of what has happened over the last couple of years, you can't act in any way that people do not label you into some kind of political tribe or some kind That's of political true. circle. Like everything you do now is considered political. You're either, mm -hmm. you're either with Antifa and black lives matter or you're mm -hmm. not. And if you're like, I don't know, I don't fucking care. Then mm -hmm. you're, then you're against them and you're considered racist and a fascist. And, and, and so you're almost forced into this political corner where you have to act in a political manner and you have to think in a political manner. And it really, it really yeah. blows for anybody that's just trying to live their life. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> uh, I always like, I always think about like, what, what, what would my friends from back in the day, like who are all like super brainwasher super uh whatever whatever about liberal stuff uh i always wonder what they would think if they like heard ghost jail and like would they would they assume that i was like a nazi or something you know what i mean yeah. because it's just like not what they're used to hearing <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's so many different worldviews on the show you know we get we get things from people you know, sometimes from people who hate each other, you know, yeah, they don't know who else is going to be on the episode. I don't tell everyone who's going to be on the episode. Sometimes it's side by side people who don't like each other and disagree about everything. So it's like to listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, this is Nazis. You know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it Because they aren't liberals. <laughs> And I would say that there's no liberals. That's one thing that's not on the show. I mean, maybe like <laughs> I would say there's no like real ass liberals on there. You got to get Alex Jones to record some stuff for you. Oh my, f dude, that would be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that would be truly incredible. I don't know what I would tell him. Like, I don't know how I would interact with him to explain to him <laughs> what he would need to do. <laughs> like hey just talk about this man you're yeah, amazing <laughs> just, just, be, just hand, hand him a microphone and be like covid go <laughs> yeah hey boogie stop uh yeah awesome. you you y'all you, gotta at least at some point just incorporate that one clip from from when he was on joe rogan and he goes okay okay i got something to tell you i'm kind of retarded I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how anyone in the world looks at looks at Alex Jones and thinks anything but like fun, cool, awesome, amazing, perfect guy. <laughs> I really could never understand it. I don't 
don't know, man. <laughs> just it's, like a force of nature, amazing, uh, talented broadcaster, interesting, fun guy. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I take a lot of what he says with a grain of salt, but, but, yeah. he, but he makes me laugh. Like if yeah. I, you know, that's, it's kind of like ghost gel. If I'm just in the mood, like in the evening where I just want to chill out and, and relax and laugh about some shit, I'll turn on fucking info info wars from that day and just listen to Alex Jones go off, you know, mm-hmm. until I'm ready yeah. to go to sleep because I'm like, this guy is fucking insane. He's a yeah, nut he's awesome. job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's just a force of nature. He's just such a, he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's kind of retarded, but he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, but he knows he's kind of retarded, and that's what makes yeah. it so so much fun. I don't know what I don't know, like the way in which he's retarded. I don't know, like what word or how to categorize the type of retarded. But <laughs> in in most ways, he's a genius. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. I just I just can't ever, I I can never like take him seriously when he starts like screaming and pounding on the table. That's like yeah. nothing makes me laugh harder. Yeah. <laughs> Love like, that shit. All right, go for it, dude. Or when he does like a Chinese voice and he's like, Oh, Kung Fu, Kung Fu. <laughs> dude, he's so great. He's just a guy who uh, got really good at broadcasting and just has a really good personality and, Grew up in a time before everything fucking sucked. When yeah. you can kind of say whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 definitely entertaining. But mm-hmm. sometimes people will send me send me something of his and be like, "Hey, have you heard of this?" <laughs> oh, I guess. Alex, have I heard of Alex Jones? Yes, <laughs> I've heard of Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, I got. I mean, I will say like, there are some people who. I don't want to like, I would never say anything negative where I'd be like, this shouldn't be on the air. Cause I love him and I love him. all my crackpots. I love them and respect him. Uh, but, uh, some, there are some people who can't handle it. <laughs> can't handle hearing it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and see, and even with like somebody like Alex Jones, I think what happens a lot of times, and I find myself kind of in this kind of like, bill cooper kind of like mind state at times to where i've i've read so much shit and i'm like really digging into so much like crap that it's hard for me to look at reality around me and what i'm living day to day and and separate it from you know the tons of you know, black pills that I've taken over the last week or whatever. You know? <laughs> and yeah. so, so sometimes it's like, it, it's overwhelming. And so I can see how it can drive like a person like Alex Jones crazy or, you know, mm-hmm. like, like to an extent to where you're just always fucking overly paranoid and you're drinking all the fucking time. And that's all mm-hmm. you can do to stay, you know, somewhat coherent is, is to just dump whiskey down your throat. And so yeah. I can kind of understand that. And, but, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, does this guy actually believe everything he's saying? I've heard people like say, Oh, we, well, he's, 
I think he's a psyop, you know, for one reason or the other or, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have any evidence of that. I can tell you this much. This guy has read enough, like, crazy fucking, um, you know, Cecil Rhodes, Tragedy and Hope style fucking books that it's driven him completely insane. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's off the deep end. You know what? I kind of disagree. I okay. think that Alex... I think he's in touch with reality, like, pretty much. I think a lot of his listeners probably aren't, uh, which is what I meant by a lot of people can't handle listening to it. I think he's pretty much with... I mean, I see what you mean, that he's kind of, like, lost it, but... Yeah, I, I just know. I don't I just don't see how you can dump. He's all there. I think he's all there, and it takes a really strong person to do all that and not be completely delusional, which I don't think he is. No, I don't think he's delusional. I think he's paranoid. Yeah, he's paranoid. Yeah, but he doesn't have like paranoid delusions. You know? Oh no 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 no! I don't think that at all. But I yeah. think, I think because I've like I've I've gone through at times when he's like posted articles and you know he just he just reposts articles a lot of the time and mm -hmm. uh it but he 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 changes the headlines to what he thinks it's saying right oh that's fun and so i go through and i like read the headline that he put up there and then i read the article and i'm like well that's not actually what it's saying like you're reading the actual the worst possible interpretation of this article like you know what i'm saying yeah so I think like when you when you when you bury yourself in all this negativity all the time, like you find yourself looking at the worst possible scenario. And so when you read something, you're like, oh, that could lead to this. Well, that must be what they're saying. Well, no, that's not necessarily what they're saying. It could lead to that. Yeah. Possibly. That's one scenario. Yeah. But but he reads those articles. And then he puts his own headline on him. And then, like, you know all the headlines he reads on his show? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't listen all that much anymore. Well, um, well he'll, always, he'll always be like, give me an overhead shot so we can look at this so they, so they can see this. You know, and, and he'll show the headline. Well, it's like, yeah, that's what your headline is of an article that somebody else wrote. So what he does is he breaks I down see. he breaks down the worst possible scenario out of this <laughs> fucking story and makes it the headline and it's like okay gotcha. dude calm down just a little bit bro just a little <laughs> bit <laughs> so yeah he's a little bit of a fucking looney tune but you got to love him oh yeah man he, he's like yeah. i said he's entertaining he's funny it, it's if it i want to laugh here. i'll i'll tune in i'll probably tune in tonight just cuz we're talking about it yeah, I mean, I like to just turn it on sometimes for a few. Yeah. Back in the day, I was, like, into all his, like, documentary and, and like, his... I was into, like, the 9-11 stuff. Yeah. He's been pushing Endgame a lot here lately. Every time I what turn it on that? there. Endgame, it was one of his documentaries he did. Oh, no, i never seen it. Yeah. It's not a bad documentary. I mean, they cover, What's like... They cover Bilderberg... Oh, FEMA. you know what? I probably have seen that. We, I, I, I watched these all in my friend's basement when we were in the metal band together, and all we did was hang out. 
<laughs> when you're not uh, playing metal, you're, you're watching Alex Jones. Who do you think you are, Dave Mustang? <laughs> <laughs> we were all kids. I mean, it was like 2008. It wasn't political to us, you know? We were watching that. We were watching, like, Loose Change, you know, just all this shit. All this, it was just fun. It was like, you thought you were, like, learning weird esoteric shit, and then you just go home and be like, that's interesting, and be like, hey, have you heard that this might not be true? It wasn't, like, a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know why people are so weird now. Well, people are so weird because, like I said, everything's political now. You can't yeah. you can't function in this life almost without being political, you know, Yeah. in, in some way, which, which is really sad. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I go, you know, I drive a truck all day, so, and I'll go make a, make a, a pit stop somewhere, you know, and walk into a truck stop and I overhear the cashier talking about, you know, the Trump impeachment and yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, why yeah. do we need to talk about this? Like, why is it? Yeah. And then I'll get to my, you know, I'll get down the road to drop, drop my trailer and, and get, you know, and they're talking about the same shit down there. And it's like, Jesus Christ, politics is entertainment and sports nowadays. It's not politics anymore. It's something different now. Yeah. 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 I had a, 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 I mean, one of the worst examples I've seen of that is I was like going to see one of the buddies I work on the podcast with was, uh, he told me to go get his copy of uh, Renegade History signed at this Thaddeus show because he was going to be out of town. And I was in the bar waiting for Thaddeus to go on and they were playing the fucking impeachment shit, you know? Yeah. They were playing the first impeachment. In, in a bar. Yeah. In a bar. In a fucking bar, man. Yeah. Can you turn and on the were- fucking baseball game, goddammit? Yeah. And they were talking about it and they were all like, giving their takes and they all had like very intricate views about why he should be impeached and how it's definitely going to happen. And I was like, dude, what, where am I? It was so weird. I was like, is this a, did I just walk into a fucking movie, like shitty movie? (laughs) (laughs) It just reminds me of that, uh, I don't know if you remember. There was this old '80s movie with uh, with uh, Jim Belushi called uh, called Mister Destiny. You remember this? Um, no, I do not know what that is. Oh, okay. So he goes into this bar and he runs into this like I don't. I, it's been so long since I've seen it, but but the, he he runs into this old man and uh, basically tells him he wants a different life. And so the old man's like, all right. like He's like a genie, right? You're like, your wish is granted yeah. kind of deal. So he goes out and he's living this different life. And he's like, what the fuck? No, no, yeah. this is not what I wanted, you know, by the end of it. And he wakes yeah. up. He wakes up in the bar. It was all a fucking dream. But, you oh, know, that, yeah, that's kind of how you feel nowadays. Like, you just want to really? wake up. You want to wake up from this shit. Yeah, like, sometimes I, like, sometimes I wonder if I, like, like the sometimes I think about like solipsism, like the whole world's in your head or whatever. I'm like, am I willing this into being? <laughs> this is my fault. <laughs> yeah. Or, Does anyone else exist? Is this my fault? <laughs> right. 
or uh, what do they call it? The uh, the theory where everything's uh, um, where we're living in a simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, sometimes it feels like that too, because I mean, there's some of the shit you see in here. It's like worse than idiocracy. Yeah, yeah. Bad, dark days, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, we've been going just over an hour, so plug away. Anything you got to plug, and we'll wrap this up. Word. Uh, I mean, all I got is Ghost Shell. <laughs> Check out Ghost Shell. Follow me on Twitter, big underscore boy underscore Birdo. Click my buddies' uh, links in my bio and follow them, too, the guys I make the show with. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, I'll be around. Hopefully I don't annoy you too much on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I post stupid shit. Uh, and get into crazy mood, so I apologize. <laughs> and he, and just to warn all of you, he does not like poor people. I found that out the other day. <laughs> I've just been posting about poor people for a week, just for fun. <laughs> I'm literally not even rich. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody that does a podcast is rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of them are, but yeah. This, this, this is the ticket, man. This is our ticket. Yeah. It's yeah. our ticket. We're getting there. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, hope to talk again, man. Uh, you're a cool guy. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely, dude. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, let me just stop the recording. Take it.